When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, well, I don't know who's who in the royal family is responsible for Harry and Meghan leaving, but I do know that Oprah had something to do with it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, yeah, apparently Oprah is the reason that this seed was planted in the first place. Oh, so Oprah was doing like the, she's like, if you guys want to get out of that dusty old cult, call me. Essentially, yeah. According to the headlines, Oprah had everything to do with their decision to do this. Now, well, I'll tell you, Oprah has responded, or at least Oprah had has said some, tried to set the record straight okay. to People Magazine, but that's neither here nor there. Um, more than one publication are reporting that Oprah was actually the first person who talked to Harry and Meghan about breaking free and doing their own thing, uh, building on their own brand. She made them realize it was really pop- possible. Now, I'll tell you, the thing about this is, who would you go to if you were like, how do we make ourselves a brand? Yeah, if we want to, uh, you know, jettison ourselves from this previously existing institution, go off on our own and be wildly successful, you've got one of about half dozen people you could approach and certainly close to the, if not top of the list, would be Oprah Winfrey. Exactly. So it's not so far-fetched. And also, she was, of course, a, a guest at their wedding. Yeah, and there have been these stories because, you know, Oprah's been real good about connecting herself with these two she likes to you know i mean when you're a celebrity at that level you kind of want to like i mean you have to be with people who are like you and shakers and uh yeah when you're oprah you're not hanging out with exactly and if you're trying to be olr you got to call O. that's true olr oprah level rich yes if you want to be oprah level rich which clearly by all accounts the duke and duchess they just want to be free oh do they or do they want to make millions yeah i feel like they you know and i feel like that's an appropriate, I mean, first of all, when you've been living in a palace, you're not going to like a mid century rambler in Canada. Yeah. Right? Like you've got, you're accustomed to a certain kind of life and you're going to need to figure out how to sustain that type of life. How do we, what was Oprah saying okay, about this? And so, how did we think she had a, a role in this? Anyway? Well, essentially, the, the, what the headlines are saying is just simply that that the royal couple, the, the Duke and Duchess, went to Oprah and they said, you know, what, what say you? Mm-hmm. Queen Oprah. And Oprah was like, yeah, no, you can totally do this and help them see how they could um, separate. But... Oprah is saying, just as the actual queen said, not so fast. 
She says, Megan and Harry do not need my help figuring out what is best for them. I care about them both and support whatever decisions they make for their family. Now, I would like to just point out that that does not say I did not advise them or have not advised them. All that says is I uh, that they don't need my help. No, but that doesn't mean they didn't ask for it and that you didn't give it. Right. And, and she, I was born at night. But I weren't born last night. And she very cleverly says, I care about them both and and support whatever decisions they make. Oh, sorry. She said, Megan and Harry do not need my help figuring out what's best for them. So the way she's making it sound is as though they'd already decided what was best for them. And maybe if they did ask her for anything, it was simply for maybe her support. And you know, Oprah, she is not dumb. No. She knows that. Uh, working with these people could be very lucrative in the future. I mean, I'm telling you, there will be a Sussex Royal streaming service or a Sussex Royal, you know, publishing company or a Sussex Royal um, charity operation that, you know, allows them to live in a manner beyond, because this is not about them being accustomed to the manner in which they live. No. This is about, it has to be about them, um, because otherwise they would just say bye-bye. So, this conversation kind of pokes at that like paradox in this conversation where you've got people who are like, these is just a young couple that's being put upon by this horrible, you know, old institution. And they just, and, and those things are very true. Right. But you also have these two young people who understand the wealth of their brand. Yes. And want to maximize it because otherwise, if that were not the case, and it's not just to make a living, it's to do far more than they could have ever done inside the institution, uh, which means that, yes, they might want to break free from the responsibility, but they still want to make a ton of money. And oh. if you want to make a ton of money, you got to call Oprah. Yeah, you got to call Oprah. And by the way, when you mentioned a streaming service, Bradley, that wasn't so far-fetched because you know who has like their own channel entirely, the Obamas. Yeah. Guess who else is allegedly advising the uh, Duke and Duchess? Ellen. The Obamas. Oh, the Obamas. I gave you the I gave you I the thought answer. you were saying in addition to them. <laughs> no, the Obamas and also of course George and Amal Clooney, also super good friends of, of theirs. Yeah. And I'm sure Ellen because remember when all of this stuff in the press was going towards uh or going against Meghan, you had Oprah, Ellen, I don't know if the Obamas, but I know you had Oprah and Ellen coming out and saying, you know, that they've been treated horribly. Which, you know, I, I don't think... I think everybody would agree that they were have been treated horribly. horribly. Yeah, no, but I don't know. Well, there are people who don't, Piers Morgan being one of them. Well, I mean, how often do we actually take what he says as gospel? Rarely. Hardly ever. Maybe once, and it was by accident. I mean... So I'm not worried about him. But for the most part, I think the the majority of the world was able to say, like, oh, they have not been treated well. But two things can be true. This they true. have been treated horribly, but they are also out to be successful and make lots of money and do things that most people on this planet will never have the chance of doing. Yeah. Now, you can say that's good or bad. You can make a judgment about that. That's totally up to you. But those two things can be true at the same time. A lot of people are getting caught up in this conversation. Like, if you want to be supportive of, you know, 
Megan and Harry as, you know, individuals in the moment who have been suffering at the hands of X, Y, and Z, you can't then also call them out for the fact that they are trying to have their cake and eat it too. Because if they just wanted to separate from all the horrible things, there was a path for them to do that very easily. Mm-hmm. Rarely are things all good or all bad. Rarely in life is one thing exactly wonderful and the other thing totally evil. And so I wish that we could while we're having these conversations. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like we do set up space for that on the Colleen and Bradley oh, show. For sure. Be able to hold all of that at the same time. And that to have one opinion does not mean that you don't agree with another opinion as well or another thought. Because again, we have very, we have but a sliver of the whole story. And we are... And I don't think we'd, even if we had the whole story, we might be able to have two opinions. And have you listened to our segment called Blinded by the Item? I cannot wait for more blind items to come out about what's really going on behind the scenes. Because, you know, nothing is this, uh, you know, nothing is this. There's more to it. There's more to it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk to our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies about what's in theaters this weekend, what you should be seeing on My Talk 107.1. Wire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies, the website, the YouTube channel, uh, is here with us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Paul McGuire Grimes here to tell us what we should be seeing this weekend. There's um, there's quite a few new openings, selections in theaters this weekend, but the one that I really want to like drive home is Golden Globes winner 1917. It won for Best Drama last weekend. It's now in wide release, and I've had a lot of people asking me about it just because they're like, what the heck was that movie, that one? I've never well, heard of it. It was kind of a sleeper. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere, and everybody's yeah. like, what is this? I didn't even know this was a thing. You know, it was one of those Christmas day minimal New York LA releases and then finally had its wide this this week and I've seen it gotten to interview the director Sam Mendes and the cast and it's truly one of the best movies of the year incredible and just to give a little synopsis of what the plot is it's about these two World War One soldiers British that have to kind of cross into enemy territories deliver this message in hopes of kind of saving their squadron from falling into a trap I'm really excited about this film I saw the trailer and mm-hmm. then have read a little bit about it and then of course it won the Golden Globe and then found out it was going to be premiering this weekend so I'm probably going to go see it this weekend um, it seems like this is a film you're probably going to want to make an attempt to see in the theater because it's so grandiose or picturesque. Absolutely. 100%. I think we live in such a world now where people want to wait for streaming or wait to watch at home. But this is one you have to see in theaters. And I don't say that I say that not lightly because how they shot it is to make it look as if it's one long take and the cameras, like kind of like we saw in the movie Birdman a couple years ago, and the cameras are really at the eye level of the two soldiers. I felt like I was the third soldier on this mission. So, And you never know what's coming next. You never know if something's going to explode in your face uh, how a plane's going to go over your head. You feel within the world of this movie, which makes it incredible. And because it is so gorgeously shot, because of the sound, because it's a war movie, you want to feel immersive. It's in, it's incredibly immersive. You want to feel part of that. And you can't get that feeling when you're watching it on like a 60-inch TV at home. Right. Okay. So, okay. What, <laughs> well, I keep going back to this because this is the second time you've mentioned the movie. Yes. Um, the thing, the the piece of it that where it's taken sort of as one long, it's meant to look like it's meant to look like it. And I think the longest 
shot they did was about eight minutes. But when you watch it, you like you can't really tell. There's there was a couple chances where saw there was a couple spots where I saw that they did break, mm-hmm. um, but you really don't know where that happened. So you are just kind of going with these two guys, and it's and it all it's seems it happens too. in real time. It is. It's in, so it takes place over two hours. So you don't get that kind of traditional character arc. You don't really know the lives of these that these two soldiers yeah. had. You don't know what's going to happen. You're after not going to get flashbacks. You're no, not going to get flash forwards. You're so, not going to get any exactly. Of that. So and I think that you know. People are some people, and I don't agree with this take, but are saying that you don't then get emotionally invested or you don't get to know these characters. And I really disagree with that. There is something about who these two men are, especially if you don't know these two actors, you're like, this could be any soldier. Well, this could that's be what I was anyone that sacrificed their lives. Yeah. I just imagine that with that um, lack of information, with the lack of the background, you kind of are invited then to create that yourself, which is, you know, the, the mark of a good story. Like if you're reading a novel, for example, is you do don't want to be told exactly who someone mm-hmm. is because you want to be able to bring yourself to it because then thereby you are a part of it and yeah. you feel something you know intimate with that story itself and you definitely do and you do not know what's coming next with this and then you see people that you recognize like Colin Firth Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch but then they're in it for about two hot seconds because the guys see them at one point hear mm-hmm. something and move then on. move on that is so fascinating. And it's gorgeous. The score is starting to by Thomas Newman because there's a part of the movie where you all you're hearing is the score that is then delivering the kind of emotional arc of what's happening in this scene because uh-huh. the dialogue is minimal. Awesome. It's inc- it's so it just is an incredible incredible movie. You can't say enough good about it. And I've noticed that cuz <laughs> no, it's a good thing. You're yeah. really passionate about it and I want people to to see it. And w- something that I talked about with Sam Mendes and the actors and the screenwriter is why history matters. What can we take from World War One, especially a war that we don't know a lot about? Well, I was going to say this is that. very few films, at least, that have had you know a broad acclaim in this country that mm-hmm. deal with uh, World War One. So, right. what what were the answers? I think exactly that. We don't know a lot about World War One, like World War Two. Sam Mendes talks yeah. about it being kind of a static war, but it's one that changed everything. You know, and even you know, even if you don't know anyone in your lives that was a veteran right but you know somebody well i should say of world war one but like any war we yeah. know who the we, we know who soldiers are we know who the veterans are and what do they go across with so then i realized like i could never be a soldier i could never join the military i'm not made for that unlike so many other people are well and what's also interesting and i'm just going to say this and we can move forward but in the time that we live in there are many people who maybe don't realize uh the reality of war yeah and to be able to and 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 i i Somehow think that that thought about you can't be connected to the characters because you don't know enough about them. That sounds like uh, somebody who may be disconnected by years and generations from war. I think that this probably is a really important time Mm -hmm. to have a movie like this where you have to see these people as somebody you might know. Right. All right. How many many tickets? tickets Four and a half out of five ticket stops. You know, I that That's was what awesome. I kind of gave it right away. I, it's probably gone up to five now. I mean, the more you think about it, the more, about it, it, the more, about it, the more yeah. that it lives with me. So go to my YouTube channel to see all of those interviews. They're right there. Awesome. It's, it's I don't know. I, I want people to go and experience this movie. Perfect. Okay. What's next? Okay. So there's like a want, boss. Like I a boss. Do not know this. So counter programming for sure. It's Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne and they're best friends. They own this makeup line. They own their own store, but it's not doing well. So they could potentially be bought out by Selma Hayek's character who runs this huge conglomeration, this huge cosmetics line. Kind of like what, Kylie Jenner. Basically. But what they don't realize is that she's essentially trying to rip their friendship apart. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, who else did you say? Uh, Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Jennifer okay. Coolidge is in it. Billy Porter's also in it. And I think one of the strengths of this movie is that the director knows all of what their brand of comedy is. Uh-huh. So Tiffany gets to be exactly who you want her to be. Same with Rose Byrne. She's very great in the awkward. Jennifer Coolidge, if you loved her in Legally Blonde, that kind of ditzy, she's yeah. that character here. The movie's 83 minutes. There's not a lot to this. Oh, that so perfect. Like a movie you maybe go with your, you know, friends like after cocktails or you Yes, know, you could do that. At Rojo. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I I didn't think it was all that funny. There were some funny moments, some funny scenes, but there were points where I was like, you all are trying really hard to make this funny. Mm-hmm. And this, I, and I'm just going to say it, people may not agree with this take, but I didn't care for the fact that the conflict is about a female CEO trying to break up this long yeah. female friendship. Yeah. It just doesn't sit well with me. And maybe it's all fun and games, and yes, there's a resolution. You can kind of see how it all it's going to end. You don't even have to like don't say anything about to- it, because I'm sure I can figure it out. Right. Right. So, so how many, how many tickets? Ticket stubs? Two out of five ticket stubs. People may love. People around us were liking it. It just is it a good like? Is it? It's a like no Bradley said. It's a, sure. So it is sort of like a like ladies out. Yeah. nothing that everybody can agree on. Yep. Maybe go there's see some that. Low brow, brow, laugh a little. Yeah, to stream. Okay. Yeah. Or never watch it ever. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. With our remaining minute, Paul. Yes. What are you streaming right now at home? Um, there are a variety of TV shows. If we're going to talk about streaming options, I'm been going my way through season two of Castle Rock mm. on Hulu because I love the world Stephen of Stephen King. King. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. I need to start. Uh, well, I need to finish the morning show, yep. which is on Apple TV. Yes, Plus, you do. And I've been loving it so far. And then the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season three and the Crown season. I know. Three see, it's now. all just sitting out there waiting for you. I know, which I kind of love. I know. They're just ready and waiting. TV for me is always do. there for you. Uh, thank you, Paul McGuire. Thanks for having me. Thank you. you. Catch him on Twin Cities Live, and we will be back with some crazy, stupid idiots right after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. I talk 1071. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? <laughs> because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. We will not be going to Florida first. Nay. Dawn Day and Style, we going. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm, okay. I've been there in a while. Neither have I. Um,. And this is the case of the missing hamburger. Here's what had happened. Um, Keegan Byers, uh, right before bedtime, got real hungry. Okay, it happened. So he ordered himself two hamburgers. Okay, today? No, this happened. Pay with them on Tuesday. Oh, I see. Yeah. for them tomorrow, Tomorrow. like Jay Wellington Wimpy. That's what it is. He bought two hamburgers. He ate one of them immediately. And he put the other one in his on oh. his nightstand oh. in a hotel room. It happens. What in our ca- in, in Little Rock, Arkansas? Man, you need you need a two p.m. or a.m. fourth meal. Now the problem is when he awoke and he was hungry for his other hamburger. The hamburger was missing. Okay. So what do you think, Mister Keegan Bylar did? 
He got angry. He called himself the cops and oh. filed a missing hamburger report. Oh! Okay. Now, here... Was it the I hamburger? Want you to have all, exactly. I want you to have all of the facts before you react. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was staying at the Trout Motel when he bought these two cheeseburgers from... Or hamburgers. I don't know if they had cheese on them. From a nearby gas station. He says he ate one and he left the other one on the nightstand. He woke up hours later. The cheeseburger was... It was a cheeseburger. The cheeseburger was gone. There was... Another person sleeping in the room at the time. Okay, this is the dumbest. That individual has been interviewed by police and says they did not touch the cheeseburger. But it was that jerk Mayor McCheese. You never know. Okay. That would be cannibalistic of him, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Let's just be clear. Okay, but- One of two things happened. The yeah. person in the room ate it, or he ate it in his sleep. Or secret option three... He was incredibly intoxicated and never and doesn't had. remember eating it. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. clearly he ate it or the other person ate it. Ain't no aliens don't come into your room. Cleaning the housekeeping does not come into your room at 2 a.m. and you eat your cheeseburger. Just imagine the first responders. I can't believe they actually sent somebody out. For this? Oh, yeah. They took a report. Well, that's on Arkansas the missing hamburger. Meanwhile, actual crime. I don't know how. I mean, maybe they just weren't busy. Maybe they thought they'd find the hamburger and finders keepers. I'm just saying. You don't think so? No, I think that's a waste of taxpayer resources. Is what I think. Oh my gosh, I mean, you're right, but like, it's just crazy, stupid idiots. Um, don't you think burger. it's dumb that they sent police? Check on a missing cheeseburger. I'd be like, dude, were you drunk at the time? Oh, okay. Guess what? We're not coming. I solved Bye. it. I solved it. Yeah. You ate it. Yes. The hamburger on the nightstand with the your rope. mouth, with your teeth. Yeah. All right. That was in Arkansas. That was in Arkansas. We don't need to take a long walk down a short pier to Tennessee, but that's mm. where we're going next. Why? Why? Because. Science. No, because crazy, stupid idiots. I want to tell you about, and actually, this is something that happened on uh, at the first of the year on New Year's Day, I think is what we call it. There is a victim, and then there was a Kristen Paris. She's 24 years old. And Kristen Paris and this victim who is unnamed. We're going to get brutal. Okay. Okay. So they were going to, like, you know, do the nasty, the nasty mm-hmm. bumps and. Uglies. Yes. And but knock but, the boots. <laughs> Open a can of whoopee? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Do you How open about a can just of whoopee? Make some whoopee. There you go. Yeah. Back to the actual story. <laughs> so on uh, on or around 125 in the AM on January 1st, cops were dispatched to a Nashville apartment in connection with a reported domestic assault. Thereupon arrival, they found the victim who told officers that this 24-year-old Kristen Paris, his girlfriend, had done something to him slightly before or during or at some neighborhood of... <laughs> Them getting biz nasty. Okay. And it's the thing that she did on or around or before or during the biz nasty that earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. Did she go potty? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I love that your brain, because you are an astute listener of the crazy, stupid idiot segment, goes immediately to doo-doo. Well, you're actually supposed to do that after. It's good for your health. It is good for your health. You should not the that, but like you should go potty. You're supposed to go doo-doo after no, sex? No, you go number one. You're supposed to go number one. Oh, uh-huh. for urinary as tract infections? As humanly possible. Okay. Well, thanks for that health moment. But meanwhile, Kristen <laughs> Paris was... Bu- PSA? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> that, well, she did not PSA on her boyfriend. Oh, Are you a PSAing right now? I'm sorry. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> you haven't had to use those muscles while you were gone the last three days. Oh my days. gosh. Okay, go on. She began to bite <laughs> okay. and scratch her paramour. And apparently that was not be or that was rather beyond the scope of their normal intimacy intimacy behaviors. Okay. Okay. So like yeah, because my question get, would be like, yeah. does she do that is regular? Is she a biter and a scratcher? Also, do you notice the the crazy stupid idiot within the crazy stupid idiot here? The guy, because the guy said she began to bite and scratch him while or slightly before they began some intimate activities. So if she's biting and scratching I, you such that you're going to call police, you wait till she gets it done to call police. <laughs> Excuse you, no. rude. No, because you just gave her the indication that the bite, biting that and scratching you enjoy, that you're OK with that was was, you know, a gateway to some. Yeah, that's like trying to cuddle with your kitten right after they I'm talking about your. OK, forget it. Is that a euphemism? No, what? after they scratch you. You don't pick them oh, up and yeah. snuggle them. Yeah, because they're going to be like, Whoa. Yeah, that's when you You're go, no, bad and then you don't go play with them. It's like when I give Wheezy a piece of smoked trout yeah. from the dinner table because she was sitting on my knee. Now you're rewarding I'm her. I'm rewarding bad behavior. Exactly. I did that last night. but Anyway, um, they arrested her. The victim did have several scratch marks on his back and bite marks on his left arm and back. Apparently, while speaking with police... The boyfriend said she'd punched him several times. I mean, this guy must really want some sex. I mean, that he is willing to be punched, bitten, and scratched. There are easier ways to go about it. Some people are kind of into that, though. Yeah, Yeah. but but if you do, both people are supposed to be into it. If you and then if you do the sex after the person has done the scratching, biting, punching, and tugging, or whatever, (laughs) then it tells the person that's. That is the variety yes. that he's interested in. Yeah, some people, you know. And I don't know what people get up to. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm just saying, pay attention to the messaging. Some people eat pudding. Some people... Are you telling things? <laughs> Jamie does like sugar-free pudding, but not in the bedroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't eat anywhere but the kitchen table. Yeah, noted. Yeah. Um, I've heard that before. It's true. Actually, everyone else is allowed to eat wherever they like. Except for you. Except for me. I really want to pick at that for a minute. Oh, I'd be but. happy to go, you know, <laughs> chapter and verse. But I don't think the listeners care about that. <laughs> All right. As much as I would like to tell you about the 100 stupid people who spent the night outside at a Chick-fil-A, uh, because one of them would get Chick-fil-A for life. Oh, my God. Did they, though? No, it's actually not Chick-fil-A for life. They're opening... I'll do it quick. They're opening a Chick-fil-A in uh, Michigan, in Allen Park, Michigan. 
And uh, the first 100 customers won free food for a year, which is actually kind of a big deal. But they did camp outside and there was a line like they and this was a tear an ill-advised promotion, much like you'll recall the pay your age promotion at Build-A-Bear. Do you remember how horribly wrong that was? Why, why, though? I don't remember why it went wrong. Because they did not have the structure with which to handle all of the people that showed up for the pay your age. Oh. So like, like a bunch of 12-year-olds with their 12 yeah, pennies or something? There, there were so The lines were so long that they couldn't service all the people in the line for the pay your age yeah. event. I also just think it's really sad that we live in a world where people are... <sighs> Willing to disrupt their life to get free fast food for a year. I mean, I'm not saying I'm above it. I don't. If it were Culver's, I'd have to think long and hard. But like, maybe make it easier on people. <laughs> if you want to give them something nice, maybe just don't make them have to be out in the cold. I mean, I think like what a great promotion, right? Free food, free food for a year. Cool. A hundred people. That's great. You gotta know that that's gonna go horribly wrong. Did because more than a no, but oh. more than a hundred people want their free food. Yeah. No, they just jammed up the traffic. There were lines all the way around the blocks. Do you remember when the first uh Krispy Kreme opened up here yeah. in the Twin Cities? Even the first um what's the one? Golden we just Corral. Had? Well, oh, I sorry. Do- <laughs> Some deep seated No, but remember that? There were no. lines forever. For oh, the, the Golden, Golden Corral. Corral. Yes, because they took over for OCB. Yes. I still miss OCB. I do too. <laughs> No. What is the place? Portillo's from Chicago. Remember oh, the yeah. headlines around the block? Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's madness, I tell you. It's crazy talk. Uh, I, you know, just uh, go to the store, make your own food. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, the throwback live. live. We're going to play it after this on My Talk 1071. Hello, savvy shoppers. Did you know now is the time to save on gifts that shine from Zales? What are you looking for? A great pair of gold hoops? Check. Stackable gold rings and bracelets? Check. $69 diamond stud earrings? They've got them. Right now, you can save 30 to 50% off everything during Zales Black Friday sale. Get the looks at the top of their list this holiday. And whether you shop online or in-store, Zales jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. Give the gift of shine at Zales, the diamond store. Select collections, watches, and other exclusions apply. Visit zales.com slash tv for details.